My fellow Americans, we've got to do a better job of getting across that America is free. Every man, woman, and child had a right to a future of freedom. And it goes a little something like this. Tag team, back again. Check it, direct it, let's begin. Party on, party people, let me hear some noise. DC's in the hang. Welcome to game day. This is Buffalo Bills game day. Actually, this is the tagline podcast brought to you by Tag Strategies, but we had to kick it off with a little a little cold one today because it is Buffalo Bills kickoff today. Uh, we are a podcast about pop culture, politics, sports. We really, that's part of this too. Yep. Possibility, potential, what's coming up and what we think of it. I am one of your co-hosts, Aaron Perini, joined as always by my fellow co-host, Christian McMullen. Christian, how are you? Doing good. Doing good. Shout out to Ellicottville Brewing yeah. for their crushable. The Herd Crushable Lager Bills yeah. theme beer. Very neat. Uh, little art on there. It's good. Yeah. 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 I was back this weekend, picked up a whole host of Buffalo beers. You put If you put Bill's like anything on Branding, it, yeah. I'll buy it. Yep. Do you see that they came back with those little tyke things? Yeah. Yeah. The, so they fun. do the little, these little like Buffalo Bill themed little tykes, the little toy things. Um, they did it last year and they sold out really quickly and they raised like $750,000 for O'Shea's Children's Hospital in Buffalo. Uh, and the goal this year, they sold out online immediately is to raise a million dollars for the children's hospital because Bills fans like me, if you put Bill stuff on it, yeah, I'll buy, I'll buy it. I will buy children's choice. Yeah, yeah, no sucker for merch, you know. Yeah, well, we love the Bills. Yep. Um, but before we get into the Bills and that and politics, we will talk the breaking news of today, which is Queen Elizabeth II, the longest reigning monarch in world history has passed away today on Thursday at 96 years old, a 70-year reign in England for the queen. Um, uh, you know, just on my side, you know, God rest the queen. There are few people in world history who will have had such a lasting mark and legacy on so many decades. She started as queen with Winston Churchill as her prime minister and Joseph Stalin was leading Russia. And to think about how much time in history, 15 um, prime ministers, um, you know, the, the 70 years that she has reigned, um, that is a long time and a lot of history. And the new prime minister said today that uh, she is the bedrock on which modern England, modern Great Britain, um, the UK is built. And that's so true. She was a woman and at a time in the fifties where after she had served her country in the war, you know, helping, like, I think she was a mechanic or she helped build planes. Um, she also, uh, she, she was a woman in the fifties to like step up into such a major role. And she did it with such grace, such dignity. And she spent her life in that of service to crunch to, to crown and country that, that the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth and, and Great Britain, those were all her driving force. And, you know, what will be said of her family, like the the idea that maybe that, that was second to her in, in, in service to the crown. I mean, she raised a family that, you know, her son is now the king, like long, long live King George or not George, um, King Charles, Charles III. III. We were just talking before we came on talking about the queen's dad as King George VI and how they like they can change their names when they become the monarch. Um, and Camilla is going to be queen consort, and um, it's a new dawn in really world history. Um, you know, God yeah. rest her. Yeah, super. I mean, you can you can really see today in the reactions just how beloved she was by her people, uh, especially. You know, when you have the the Brits who can be 
be notoriously difficult to uh, to royals and and uh, you know kind of leaders in general. The the universal uh, the love for for her is is pretty palpable, and it's yeah, it's it's wild when you when you look at the stretch um, that she that she certainly served, and the just she she's been a constant presence in uh, in a number of major major events. Uh, the the video going around about nine eleven when she had the the band. Royal band play the Star Spangled Banner is really cool. Just like when these when these sort of historical events happen, it the one I'm down on social media a lot, uh, pretty pretty frequently. But it is it is crazy in these uh, really cool in some of these moments where people who have good memories of you know whether it's directly or bringing up something from the past news wise was really really cool. So um, yeah, and it, it'll just be interesting kind of. It's going to impact the world. It's going to impact American politics at the moment because we have a significant, um, significant again, election coming up. But we're going to have basically two weeks of wall-to-wall coverage. If you read the the whole plan of what they've got together, it's they've had sixty years to prepare for this day. Yeah. Um, their Operation London. Yeah, actually, I just read online that it's not called Operation London Bridge because she died in Scotland. Scotland so it's all changed. And yeah. so it's oper. I don't. I don't know if this is true. Um, but she's gonna because I, I don't I don't know if I want to say this because I don't know if it's true. This is a um, a reporter who is tweeting this. Um, but they say the ensuing plan is called Operation Unicorn. This is why I don't know if necessarily this is true. Okay. Um, and she will first lie in state at a in a different place instead of. So I don't I don't Got know. It. I don't I don't know if I can break the news here. But for what it's worth, it's going to be a very long process, and it took 14 months from when her father died for her to be coronated. So I guess the next question is like how long, like it is now King Charles the third that it like the moment the queen died, he became King. That That is an automatic thing. Um, in British royalty, but when does he get coronated? Is that going to be faster? Cause she was so young when she became queen, the 14 months allowed her more time, um, after her father's death. But you know, now that the King's mother has died, will we see this within six months? Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, God, God, God rest her soul. That's you can't be a woman and have had that kind of mark at this point in history. Um, and to do it in an apolitical way. Um, it was, uh, yeah. Cheers to the queen. Yeah. Um, well that means we'll go to our next thing today, which is our beloved New York Buffalo bills play tonight. Eight twenty kickoff. Uh, out in California, SoFi Stadium versus the reigning uh, Super Bowl champs, Los Angeles Rams. Um, I have, I'm very like middle of the road on this because one, it's week one. Like you can't expect a week one team to be your December, January, hopefully February team, right? Like you want them to build and get better and, and really like hit their stride later in the season. I of course want the win because I think that this is a very good Rams team. Um, I think Matt Stafford is very good. He obviously has cropped. Like there are so many great players on that team and on the defensive side for Los Angeles as well. Um, but the bills are the bills. There are very high expectations this season. The se- the expectation is a Super Bowl victory. And that's something I really want. <laughs> yep. Um, and I, it, I've, we've spent our lives always being the underdog, but it, you can now easily argue that the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL. Yep. And so I, 
I want us to do well. I want to see Dorsey. I want to see what he does. I want to see how McDermott handles this. Um, you know, he's, he's a very defensive minded coach. So this is going to be an interesting matchup, but all of that said, uh, I want the win. I just don't know if we're going to win. And that, and normally I used to be like, we're not going to win. Like our team's trash. I don't know if we win. It's week one. And it yep. also, how much does it mean for the rest of the season? Probably next to nothing. I, we, we can win this game, but it's also just as easy that we could lose this. Game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's an emotional thing, right? Like, yeah. I think if you, if you're a little, if you're a little kid from Buffalo and you're dreaming of a Super Bowl championship, like I am. And, uh, you know, you you kind of if you picture the movie of the whole season, it starts with a win in L.A., but certainly it doesn't it doesn't have to. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, it's it's really cool at this moment to finally be not just because, like, again, I would run the risk of turning this into exclusively a Buffalo Bills podcast <laughs> at times from both of us. But yeah. like, it's good now to actually be talking about it. And this is the dominant story in the NFL. This is the premier yes. game. This is it. hundred percent. It's. it's the Buffalo Bills, they're the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. They have arguably the best roster. I know. Uh, you know, with the quarterback included, probably not. If you Von Miller came to Buffalo to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Like a whole yeah. And like it, one it, of the best players the league it, is ever gonna see. Like yep. he is, he will be in Canton. Yeah. Like there's no question. And he left he left the team he's facing tonight yeah. to do it. So it's it'll be really cool. It'll be a it's gonna be a tough matchup. The line is Razor thin. It's. I think it's down to two and a half. Might even be one and a half now. I hope Josh plays favor. tonight for the Queen. Yeah, yeah. You get Josh. that. You get that victory, Josh, for the Queen. Yep. There's gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be an emotionally charged night. That I mean, the the video I content just, the Bills have been putting out is so Stop cool. It. They're they're one of the best at that. Um, they do. They do incredible. Like if if you want to talk about like who does social media very well, like even if, if putting all things aside. Like our bias is very clear, but the bills actually do incredible, incredible content. And actually bills fans do incredible content as well. Did you see there was a tailgate video today? It oh, was yeah. like, um, they call themselves tailgate crashers and they like take that montage from the movie wedding crashers and just like put close captioning over it about the bills. And they like mash it up to wedding crashers. Cause they obviously use the shout song in that movie when they're like yep. crashing all the weddings, they're like, we've already got 17 on the calendar, right? Like they were just, That's it's good. Bills fans are very good at content, but the Buffalo bills themselves are very good at content. And I'm nervous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm still trying to keep my emotions in check. Still Bruce taking Nolan. the bills, taking the over. Yeah. Yeah. I like mean, the bills, the over what's the, what's the line? Uh, 51 might be 52 now. All right. Well, I mean, that's not, that's not a very high scoring game, which is kind of what I'm expecting. So it's like, you know, 28 points plus or minus. Yeah. Bill's line is back to two and a half. It was two this morning over is now 52. Okay. I mean, you always take take the over guys. Yep. I'm I'm not going to give you gambling advice. And if you have a gambling addiction, you know, go on the internet and get that figured out for yourself, but live life taking the over. I mean, I've bet on it's here's the thing. It's way more fun to root for overs than unders. Yeah. Always, always. Yeah. Anytime I've ever bet an under, I've been like, I shouldn't have bet that under. Well, go Bills. Yep. That's, but we're not signing off yet. Go I know Bills. that's our normal sign yeah. off, but we're not now, but when I go say Bills. now. Go Bills. Go Bills. Less definitive. Um, you know what? It is a definitive. It's just not the end definitive. Yep. All right. We'll keep going. We'll go into the politics section of this now. Um, AOC, uh, Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York did a GQ cover profile piece where she talks about how she's uh, kind of nervous about marrying her white fiance. 
that she is worried that she's going to be murdered by Trump supporters and that she's really worried about the checks and balances of government. Um, Although this is a woman who admittedly doesn't understand the three branches of government. She thought the three branches were the House, the Senate, and the White House. That's not what that is. Um, And uh, that she does not think she's going to be president. And I can tell you, I agree. Yep. A whole lot of people agree. And how she also like laments in the piece about how hard it is and like how other members don't necessarily like her that much. Well, like you're an arsonist walking around, setting everything on fire going, well, what, why don't you agree about me blowing everything up all the time? Like you don't make friends by being the roadblock to like, you can't demand purity in politics, uh, especially when you're in government, you can certainly stand on principle and fight for principle and fight every time but you also have to be willing to negotiate in a way and actually in good faith, in good faith. Like this is something that I think like speaker Ryan, speaker Paul Ryan, when he became speaker talked about was that, you know, when he wasn't in like the ranks of leadership, he was a rank and file member. He was chair of the budget committee. It was, he was like, it was much easier to like say like, this is the line. We have to be conservatives. This is what we're doing. Um, but he's like, but when you're in leadership, like you have to make compromise and you have to put the good ahead of the like demanding perfection. And w- but when you're a rank and file, like an AOC, not only do you get to be ridiculous, verbose and take this like victimhood mentality, um, but also like you can, you can try to demand purity and fidelity, but that's not a reality of how our government works. And it's not meant to. Yep. Yeah. There was some actually, there was a, a good piece um, from Jim Garrity at National Review kind of talking about this, where like he gives the piece some credit, and I, I think I agree with the fact that they, it talked about it talked to, it it wasn't it was pretty clear eyed he says about uh, her path forward. And like Ben Shapiro tweeted about how this, you know, this is really the full melding now of celebrity and politics. Like mm-hmm. you look at the Meghan Markle and he said that he cited like the Meghan Markle, the Jennifer Lawrence and and this piece, basically the same exact type of piece, the same, you know, personal background. Like when you, she, she is the perfect amalgam of, you know, this politics and pop culture. And I think a lot of people maybe point to Donald Trump as, you know, creating that. But it, I think it's, it, I think it's a lot, it's a lot deeper that you have someone, you know, we have we have a lot of politicians who want to be celebrities and a lot of celebrities who want to be politicians, but and a lot of royals who want to be celebrities. A lot, yep, a lot of royals, yeah, exactly. And I think all of this plays into like what we're actually seeing happening now, the politicization politicization of every single thing in in culture. Like this is this is where we're going. Um and, you know, if if she's going to continue to be a leading voice with no actual, you know, kind of power or ability to take the next step. I think Except that, kill Amazon jobs in her district. Good yep, job there. Yeah, she does have. Yeah, she's usable and pulled to do that. But I think I think that actually I think it's one of the more cynical views of the, it's one of the scarier things about politics is that the people who will the loudest mouthpiece will actually have the least understanding of how to make things mm-hmm. happen. And like we're we're seeing a lot of problems in government for a number of reasons and everyone's blaming whatever reason is most politically expedient. But personally, I feel like this exact, what we're getting out of this piece and, but it's only the left. Let's remember that gets this like celebrity star treatment. The GQ covers the vanity fair. We all remember Beto's. I was born to do this cover when ignorant, like 
Like that is just its own meme and it's an actual left-wing publication cover. Yeah. And yeah, uh, Melania Trump didn't get the same exact treat, like the same treatment. She was pretty much criticized at a number of turns. Like these, these things are very selective and like reading through the piece. I was just talking to coworker about this. Like normally one of these covers has the details of like what they're wearing and, um, how sort of what, what they're wearing, who's designed it, what the cost is, where to buy it, these types of things. Yeah. And obviously because this is AOC, and this is more a political piece. Like we didn't get that in in the piece. Yeah. She's wearing these crazy gowns. Who knows whether they were donated or. And what. she's the same one who goes in the Met Gala, yeah. right? Like, and that's not what is that like? Uh, like you you have to be invited, but the, like the cost of a ticket yeah, is obscene. 20, it's like, like twenty five thousand dollars or something like that, which is actually lower than you think it would be for how like big a deal it yeah, is. Yeah, but, but you have to be invited to, be invited, to spend twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's the invite that's the tough. Thing, and the also, just real quick on that Jennifer Lawrence piece, where she says she has nightmares about Tucker Carlson. Uh, let's just remember this. This woman used to hang out with Harvey Weinstein and Tucker Carlson is what fuels her fears. Like that should give you a strong sense of her perspective of reality. And frankly, that it's very, very warped. You can't like Tucker Carlson frightens you. Like I don't have nightmares about joy Reid. Like, and also she doesn't scare me. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be afraid of those who disagree with you. You should be, strong enough to stand on your own in face of opposition and share your viewpoint. Yeah. And I think there's, I think there's something to be said for the people who are coming into politics late, who are paying attention late, who haven't been involved with this, who didn't kind of come up through it, intern in it, work in it. They don't know when to turn it off. I think that's yeah. maybe the, maybe the worst trait. That's one like, thing about this podcast. If we're going to toot our own horns for a second, we balance, we play in both. We talk about reality. We talk about our lives. We talk about sports. Uh, we have, pol- we, we, we are political people. This is part of what we do. And it's part of what we enjoy as well, which is part of why we do this podcast. Yeah. But also to say like, we're more than just this. This is not a two hour podcast that's slapping you in the face with hot takes all the time about politics, politicians and what they're doing. Yeah. We'll give you hot takes on that, but we'll also talk about everyday life things because politics isn't the only thing that should exist in your life. No. And if it is like get a hobby. Like I like for a long time, I made my life, my career because I was hungry in politics. I'm still hungry. I still believe in this. I still believe in the movement. I still believe in the opportunity that Republican ideals can bring to this country. But I also want something outside of this. I want a life. I garden now. I, I like, I've always been a Bravo fan and a sports fan, but like, what do I do to spend my time? That's something other than this. And if this is all you do, I I wish more for people because the, even if this is like your heart and your like in your gut, you feel the fire for politics. And I can understand that. Um, you need something outside of this yeah. in order to, to like not lose your mind and become delusional. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's just it it was a crazy long piece in GQ that again I think you know there's a lot of stuff in there too where it's like it's difficult to read someone in politics be like tell their story in a way that you sort of know it to not be exactly the case like yeah. she's not anonymous in Washington D.C. a bunch of political people myself included live very close like 
some of her stories about, you know, well, I was walking and then like, they're just not like, it's not, it's, it's frustrating to try to see someone get away with it where like they know the Vogue cover and most of the people who weren't reading won't be able to call her on, you know, the little, the little inconsistencies. Obviously there's. Yeah. You know, her, her saying she has to like, she would walk to work, but actually in all reality, she was just double parking her Tesla until she could like head up to the hill. Yeah. Like DC is a smaller community. And so like for us, we can read that piece and be like, like, we know there's a real lack of reality here because yeah. also we live where you live. Like yep. this is our community. And, uh, you know, Jen Psaki got like the Vogue treatment as well. Right. Like if you're on the left side, it's very easy to get that big glamorous treatment. But if you are a Republican and you believe in this party, that doesn't exist unless you are willing to personally attack elite leaders in this party. And I am a, I'm a party individual and I can disagree with what people do without having to disagree and be mean about the person. And it's that John Boehner is, I'm like, 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 look at me. I'm talking Paul Ryan and John Boehner today. Um, that like you can disagree. Yeah. No, look at me. I've become such an establishment person. Um, What a hack. I know. Uh, I did work for Paul Ryan back in the day. Um, that you can disagree without being disagreeable. Yeah. And like, that's the ideal I want for the Republican party. And, yep. but it also means like, I'm not going to do politics 24 seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's not healthy. Nobody, nobody should, nobody should do Me anything. And my tiller are going to be in the garden this weekend. I am planting hydrangeas as well. Ooh, that's big. I, I'm telling you guys, it's been, I've been, I've done so much work outside of the house recently, like on my property, my Green property. Thumb. I, 0.23 acres. I'm not even like a quarry. We don't have like a huge lot. Yeah. Green thumb. Um, This is the second year in a row. Something's died in the garden. So replacing it, working, <laughs> working on it, but I'm bound and determined to get hydrangeas to grow. Yeah. So nice. anyways, AOC, uh, Christian, what do we have next? This is going to yeah. be a long podcast. Eh, yeah. We'll, we'll be quick on this one. Wild, wild story out of Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, real, real throwback. To we're, like, we're just kind of going all over the place today. Folks, keep up. Yeah, this is... Uh, Gardening to murder. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, name the podcast, Gardening to Murder. I don't know. Oh, that's that should be the name? Oh, yeah. okay. I'm not... I thought you were like... You thought name. there is a podcast I thought that was a callback to another. I was like, that would be really interesting. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> I feel, like, I, I feel wanna, like a lot of women would probably listen to that. We love yeah. a good murder story. The FBI would be like, hey, are can you... We, can we check can we, the flower are bed? Are you guys just... Is it more gardening the, the than murder? The flower bed I'm planting my hydrangeas in is five and a half by eight feet. That would be perfect. We should write a pilot about this. I think this works. An old this lady, works, guys. We're, an old lady murder. we're going to Hollywood. Yep. Love it. Um. Anyway, like, this was a real throwback to old Vegas. Uh. Police uh, arrested a county official in the stabbing death of a reporter. So a Las Vegas Review Journal reporter, a very, like, very substantial reporter. He was still one of the last people kind of chasing down details on the Las Vegas shooting and just a genuine uh, kind of a bastion of the Las Vegas and Clark County um, journalism community. He was uh, murdered in broad daylight and uh, stabbed to death outside of his home. Yep. By a. Well, who they believe, who they believe alleged, alleged the, uh, the Clark County public administrator, a very kind of obscure local elected official, but, um, who this reporter was, had done pretty substantial work, uh, looking into his office and, and some, some improprieties there. And, uh, yeah, I mean the, the, uh, 
the the killer used a, a huge like almost sombrero looking hat and like to disguise him just just wild but they and, they think that they arrested this guy the Clark County administrator who's a democrat by the way and what yep. does this tell us folks that mental health issues and murderers and bad people know no political boundary yep it is not just one side or the other that has nefarious individuals yep that bad people exist and had and I and I hate to like come back to this trope. Had it been a Republican, the lead on all of these stories would be Republican official kills journalists, murder, you know, accused of murdering journalists. It would be Republican would be the lead on it, and they would somehow try to tie it to Trump if they could, and then say it was like Donald Trump's fault somehow, and then they would. But in this case, it's just a Clark County official, and. The fact that he has a D next to his name is secondary to the story. Um, and that, I think, is actually unfortunate. I actually know reporters who work at the Las Vegas Journal Review, having worked in political communications for as long as I have. Um, it's a great outlet, good journalists, good reporters. Yeah, generally good people. Yeah. Um, really heartbreaking story. Um, and I hope that whoever committed this murder, if it's this Clark County official or somebody else, is brought to justice. And I hope that... Um, that maybe there's some change that comes out of this, that there's some level of reporting, like who knew if this guy felt that he had any threats against his life? Um, you know, who, you know, like who knows what happened here? Um, but like the thing that a lot of people are going to be upset about is the fact that like they are burying the fact that he's a Democrat, but in reality, crazy people aren't based on party. They're based on being crazy. Yeah. And this is, this is an especially scary thing. I mean, like the, the individual lost his race because of, you know, information that was found in public records requests that were requested by this journalist. Like, as someone who's done political opposition research and done a million records requests, including in Clark County specifically, like, I worked on a ton of these types of races. Like, this is a incredibly standard thing to do, and it's actually very good journalism. Like, the Las Vegas Review Journal is, is, a, is, is an important local paper in, an, in, a, in a city where, like, you know, there's, there's – it's notoriously kind of a corrupt, kind of a – lawless uh area and um yeah to kind of see this stuff it's it's just genuinely it's genuinely really 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 scary and just a yeah just a wild story um something that i think will not to like make a joke but i'm going to it's like uh uh anchor man where they're like Wait, you killed that guy with a trident you should keep your head down for a while yeah. you're like i've done i've done records requests before you should go into hiding for a while christian <laughs> yeah. should be no, a little worried about you apparently that's fine i i yeah. didn't i didn't hit this guy i guess so no can't happen twice right <laughs> he has been released that is true that is true yeah they booked him he like already has gone back to his house. Yeah, no, I don't they, think they've the charged reporters, him. They arrested him. The on reporters had of it was one of the wildest things I've ever seen. They were the on his property. They were on his property like, at his garage door, and like that was the line. That for was them. where they stopped. But it was funny watching a guy just go back. And he was in like a white, door. like paint jumpsuit, like yeah. white, yeah, hazmat I don't know if that suit. That was what they had him in prison or what the scoop. But anyway, this is this is just a crazy story, and uh, yeah, really, I mean, it, again, it it's it's unfortunate. Um, to, for a million reasons, but um, yeah, well, bad um, from a public corruption justice—that's really what we need. Yeah, no, I, I mean, and hopefully. and no corruption. You know, yeah. that would be that would be a lovely change of pace in politics. Yeah, we could start there. Well, I think we can um, just go ahead to the last topic here, 
Uh, it's post Labor Day. This is our first post Labor Day podcast, and I'm gonna go on a little bit of a not a rant. Um, we'll call it a colloquy here about what you should expect coming into the midterms if you if you don't know as at this point. Post Labor Day is when things start to really take shape in races and in polling and um, across the country. We're starting to see. You know, early voting is going to be beginning soon in some places in the country. Um, and now where the generic ballot lands is going to be more important. Republicans historically do poll poorly in the summer before Labor Day. So you should expect the generic ballot to move. And if it moves more toward Republicans, like if you were going to vote for who should lead Congress, should it be a Republican or a Democrat? The generic ballot is that, and you want to see Republicans tick upwards. They don't need a huge boost. It is a small hill to climb for success, especially especially in the House of Representatives. However, if it does move quickly, that will be a good sign for Republicans coming into this home stretch for the ability to flip the House and possibly flip the Senate. Um, so I think that it's really important now that people start to pay more attention to candidates. This is when people naturally do that anyways, um, to whether or not candidates are willing to take interviews, take debates, talk to reporters. If they're out there with constituents, if they're out there campaigning, um, those are all you know just baseline important things to campaigning and to winning. Um, but now it's really more important than ever. And there's like recent Rasmussen polling that says, if Republicans win, Biden should change, that the majority of people believe if Republicans win, Biden should change course for how he is like legislating. Um, and that people do think that Republicans should and that Biden, that Republicans should lead and that Biden should be taking a different angle on things. Um, so it's almost like a reset come Labor Day. We aren't working from zero at this point, but this is the hot part of campaign season. This is when things are really going to rev up, when people should pay the most attention and when you should get ready to make sure you know how to vote come November. If that means early voting for you in your state, if that means um, you need to register to vote, if that means whatever it is, um, figuring out like your voting plan now is important. I'm going to vote on election day. That's my plan for right now. Um, unless that changes, but I am a Virginia resident and I know that I can early vote if my, if I need to be out of town for work, um, I will early vote. Um, and I, like, I have a plan in place to make sure I can go to Fairfax County, early vote if I need to. And if not, I totally plan on voting in, on election day because I really love voting in person. I was an absentee voter for so many years. Um, I've never voted in person. Yeah, I mean, I was I was a New York resident until 2014 or 2014 or 15 when I became a Virginian. I, I moved to D.C. area in 13, but I didn't become a Virginia resident for a while. I think I voted in a polling place once um, in that time from turning 18. And uh, I love voting in person. I voted in person on Election Day last year for Governor Youngkin. When I'm a little sticker, I just... I love it. I love voting. I love the act of it. Um, it's even funner in person. So like get your plan together, get ready to vote. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't have a ton to add other than it's, it's, it's clear obviously that Republicans are like, we can't take anything for granted. And I, 
Like that is that is the number one concern. I think there's there's a lot of questions about a whole bunch of races specifically and what it means. But the important thing is to, uh, I mean, to really this is the time to be as clear headed as you can about the realities of the situation because I think a whole bunch of people just assumed it would be a certain way. And while we hope, obviously everything goes right, and like you said, we see the bump after Labor Day. There's we there's no guarantee, and um, I think everybody everybody has to be smart and they have to be pretty innovative and 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 clever about how we face these challenges and especially in a in an environment where there's going to be other factors working against us. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Democrats are going to be pouring a lot of money into the general. There's going to be a lot of dark money, a lot of outside money, a lot of TV ads. Yep. Um, but Republicans can win. They should win. This should be a referendum on Biden. Most people believe that this should be a referendum on Biden anyways. So like, let's do it. Yeah. And that's it. That's the whole, yeah, it's the whole game. Yeah. Um, so only one this week because it's the shortened week with Labor Day. Yep. Um, but we picked the newsy day to do it. Like we did been we, terrible to record yesterday. It was going to be a little bit of a struggle. It's not a ton of news right now. Um, but that said, let's hope for that bills victory. Hopefully we come back next week and we've got a bills victory. But the great thing is no matter what bills have 10 days. Yeah. So they get like a nice long rest stretch because we're the Monday night game the week after. Yep. Um, Oh, I don't know if you guys just heard that Lincoln's here. Lincoln just, Lincoln's, Lincoln's like, oh, 10 days without Bills football. Well, I'm like, I know. Yeah. Um, so send us anything you want to talk about. Mailbag at tagstrategies.co. Rate, review, subscribe, share the podcast, tell your friends. We're just a bunch of crazy people who talk about everything and anything under the sun with a political focus and a right lean view. Um, and that's it. Go get them. Goodbye. Go Bills. Go Bills. The bills make me wanna Shout. kick your heels up and Shout. throw your hands up and Shout. throw your head back and Shout. come on now. The bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say you will. Shout it right now, baby. Say you will. Come on, come on. Say you will. Come on and shout. Say you will. Buffalo's happening now, we're on the moon now The fields are happening now, they're making it happen now We got the spirit, a lot of spirit, yeah We got the spirit, just watch it happen now Make me wanna Shout.